This is Victoria Schnepps, publisher of Schnepps Media, and now AM New York Metro, a daily newspaper serving New York City. I'm delighted to bring to you today Regina Meyer, who is my power woman, who is the power woman of Brooklyn, and who I am so thrilled to introduce. Hi, Regina, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me, Victoria. Well, I know you are president of the Downtown Brooklyn Partnership, and having grown up literally downtown Brooklyn with my dad's business for 51 years, I'm familiar with the uh, tremendous renaissance going on downtown Brooklyn. But let me back you up a little, and let me ask you, what were, or who, I should say, were the people in your life that influenced you as a child to become who you are? Well, well, I'd have to, of course, credit my parents for um, their inc- both incredible parenting and their really um, interesting lives because um, I really learned a lot by example and um, I'm just so indebted to them. Um, I was really um, lucky. I grew up on Long Island near the ocean in Atlantic Beach, New York, which was a great place to grow up. Um, My parents owned a mom-and-pop liquor store in Midtown Manhattan, and I really got to love the city and Manhattan and all things urban through them. Um, They commuted every day into Midtown, and there were so many experiences I had as a teenager Um, um, knowing that they were in the city every day that really broadened my view of what I could do in the future. And I, um, you know, still romanticize Midtown Manhattan in the the older days. Um, You know, the original footprint of um, MoMA and Fifth Avenue. Um, But there were certain great things that I really learned at that time on, that really impacted me as a planner. I got to see redevelopment in places like um, uh, the IBM project on um, Madison Avenue and 57th Street, um, next to Baumwood Teller, um, the um, City Core building on, on Lexington Avenue. So what do you mean? You were a child projects, and you were watching these buildings being built? I'm not, as a teenager, yeah. not a child, I'm okay. not that old, okay. um, I really had the opportunity. I mean, did they let you go free? I mean, did we, was, there, was there a comfort zone? No, they didn't let me go free, but I was so aware of what was going on in Midtown. Their store was on 55th and 5th Avenue, yeah. And oh. as a teenager, I just loved that area, and it really, really impacted me. Um, so that's what I would say. You know, also it's interesting, because you parents worked so far away, um, I think it's like you had time on your own when you were younger in, in school and under high school years, you know, to have time to you know, develop your own thing uh, during that period when they were working. Well, yeah, I'm... Uh, of course, and I I spent that time. You know, I did come into the city on the weekends with them, which okay. was just a fantastic experience. Yeah, but I think it also it sounds like it, you grew up in a very nurturing environment, 
which has yeah. held you in good stead. And I know now you have had, my God, these most important positions in planning, starting, you know, I, I'm such a lover of Hudson Yards, what's developed there, and you were there when it was a, an idea, not a fact, and then moving on to the Brooklyn Bridge Park. And now, Downtown Brooklyn Partnership, I mean, your leadership has been very much embedded in our city. Kind of share with us about what you're doing now and what your vision is for Downtown Brooklyn. Well, you know, I have a really... Um a special affinity for downtown Brooklyn since I w led the rezoning um, that was approved under the Bloomberg administration in 2004. So the ability to come back and lead the um, business partnership now is really wonderful because I get to see how much development and how many new things have occurred since that time and really work to make it better. So really what's happened since the rezoning in 2004 is that a great deal of new mixed-use development projects have been built. Can you kind of give me some streets? Because I know downtown Brooklyn, what, what part of downtown Brooklyn got rezoned that you're talking about? What streets? You know, the entire Flatbush Avenue corridor, Willoughby Street, Livingston Street, Skimmelhorn Street. Okay. And all of those projects and locations have the seen... The old Board of Education building down there. Yeah, yeah, that's an, uh, a great housing project now. But really what's emerged since the rezoning is a fantastic mixed-use community. We have more residents here living here. We have more jobs in the innovation economy, and we have incredible retail. So, What do you mean? I've got to interrupt a second. Tell me what innovation means in that respect that you use it. I would say that means new tech companies. Downtown Brooklyn used to be totally um, dominated by the court system and by um, back office for health um, insurance companies and a great deal of city workers. Now we have... Wait a second, wait a second. I grew up on Martin's department store in A&S. It was also that corridor of Fulton Street, wasn't it? Of huge retail? Of there was always... I was talking about the office workers. Okay. There was always a great shopping district on Fulton Street, and now there still is. I yes. mean, we have wonderful projects now, like City Point, which is one of the best new mixed-use projects in the nation. So where is City Point? I'm trying to pick, because I know that there's Albee Square uh, that well, you reinvented. City Point is directly on Albee Square, and okay. it replaced the old Albee Square Mall with a fantastic new mixed-use development. It includes two residential apartment houses um, that have already come online, owned by the Brodsky Organization. It includes a third condominium project, Brooklyn Point, um, that Excel is just completing, and it will be ready in the summer. But most importantly, it includes a fantastic commercial base, which includes major tenants like Target, Trader Joe's, Century 21, the fantastic Alamo movie theater, yes. um, which is the first place in Brooklyn where you can have a drink or, or a small bite to eat when you're seeing a movie. And then also the wonderful DeKalb Market Hall, mm. which is a fantastic food hall, which really um, is getting world-renowned um, press. Well, you also so have some really old brand names in there, in that the food mall. Because I oh, yeah. Right. What was the... Uh, is it, is, 
Cats is cats is down uh-huh. the best pastrami sandwich in the world. I don't care whoever Got thinks it. they can compete; they can't compete with cats's. Got it. With amazing, um, fantastic Chinese food, Han Dynasty, which is a small um, uh, uh, business from Philadelphia. They have incredible Chinese food. I know. I ate there. So many great, so many great places to eat. So and the Italian, the Italian restaurant. Oh, Fortina's is pretty good. Yes. Pretty good. Yes. Yeah, no, I, so I would say, you know, a project like City Point is really injecting a huge amount of new energy into Fulton Street. And the biggest news on Fulton Street now is going to be the grand open reopening of Gage and Tolner. Oh, and that okay. you've got to let happen. me know when, because I could still taste. Next week. Oh, my God. Next week. I don't know if they're going to still that make is. the soup I loved. I loved it. It was a cream uh, chowder with lumpy oysters sunk into the chowder. I remember that yes. from childhood. Yes, so they really, it's, it's so great because um, the new owners are restaurateurs from Red Hook. Oh. Um, they own two wonderful restaurants in Red Hook, um, one called the Good Fork and the other called the Fork Defiance. And the restaurateurs are really um so committed to bringing back the incredible glory of Gage and Tolner. They have renovated the space um, so beautifully. Um, Are they keeping it the old world look? Absolutely. It's, a, it's New York City's major restaurant interior landmark. They had yes, to keep everything um, interior. And it is a spectacular space. I had a sneak peek just the other day. Oh, lucky you. I tell you, it is going to be big news for downtown Brooklyn when Gage and Tolna reopens next week. Now, as a suburban kind of urban person, I must ask you, what have you done about parking down there to encourage people to come? Well, the truth is most people come to downtown Brooklyn by mass transit. Um, and incredible rail access through the Long Island Railroad at Atlantic Terminal and incredible subway access. If you drive to downtown Brooklyn, what I would suggest is parking either in the Metro Tech area or in some of the uh, um, parking lots that are still available along Livingston and Skirmahorn Streets in some of the new apartment houses. yes. I mean, I just think, you know, the multi-use, of course, you know, the subways, are, but, uh, you know, that strip was alive and well, and I'm so glad to see. I don't know if they'll ever bring back my next favorite to Gage and Tolna was the Automat. Well, that I don't know. I can't guarantee, Victoria, but uh, right. I'll tell you, I think it'll just be so terrific to have Gage and Tolna reopened. Oh, it'll be historic. It'll really bring back the old glory days. But I think the glory days are here now with the kind of uh, renovations that have gone on and the fact that you've made Fulton Street a walking street. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many good things going on. Another great thing that's going on in downtown Brooklyn on Fulton Street is Macy's has totally been renovated. I saw the Um, the scaffolding, but I'm glad to hear it's almost done. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost done. The shop, the the grand um, first floor looks spectacular. And above Macy's is going to be a brand new international school called the Whittle School. Say that um, again. That will, the little? Whittle School. How do you spell Whittle. that? W-H-I-T-T-L-E. Now, are they and a chain of, of charter schools or are they private school? 
It's a it's a independent school. Okay. Um, yes, and it's going to have an international focus. Um, and we are very excited that they are locating in downtown Brooklyn, right above um, the Macy's department store. How many square feet are they going to fill? They are going to fill nearly a half million square feet wow. when it's fully built out because they're ultimately going to be a K-12 through school, including um, some boarding because it's an international really? school. How exciting. So it's really exciting for downtown Brooklyn. Oh, my goodness. It's exciting for the whole city. But I think, you know, being a Brooklynophile, you know, having been born in Brooklyn, I am so proud to see the resurgence of the borough. And everybody's very proud that I'm born in Brooklyn. When I was little, we'd say, I was born in Brooklyn. <laughs> so there's a different attitude now about being part of the Brooklyn culture. And you've really made it come a long way. So let me ask you, in terms of, you know, the You've been in such leadership positions. You didn't start there. You didn't start as being the head of the, um, you know, Hudson Yards Development Corporation planning, but or the Downtown Brooklyn Partnership. What would you say you could pass on to other women who want to be successful? Some of keys of to success that you would suggest they think about. Well you know, look, I've been very, very um, lucky in life. I, I had a leadership plan, um, job at the city planning department when I led many rezonings for the borough. Was that right and out of college? Um, I was at the city planning department right out of college. I stayed for 20 years. Wow. Um, but then when I built Brooklyn Bridge Park, I think I really was empowered to to hone my decision-making and team-building skills. And to me, leadership is a combination of teamwork and decision-making. And the experience I had at building Brooklyn Bridge Park was really a once-in-a-lifetime experience to build a brand-new park on New York City's waterfront um, a mile and a half between Atlantic Avenue and the Manhattan Bridge was the job of a lifetime. And, and it's spectacular. That, and that job really taught me that you needed a great team, and at the same time, you needed to be decisive. And that's the one thing that I um, can impart to everybody, whether they're a man or a woman, yes. <laughs> that, that it's so important when you come to work to have a great team, to really listen, to really trust and respect the people that you work with, but then really have the ability to move things forward, make decisions, set the goalpost, and make that things happen. And that's to be the best um, advice I can give. I love your reference to the goalpost, having knowing that you're a graduate of the University of Michigan, where that's a very important <laughs> sport. So thank you so much, Regina Meyer, for being with us. Regina is the president of the Downtown Brooklyn Partnership and is helping Brooklyn shine. This is Victoria Schnepps from Schnepps Media. Delighted to bring you the Power Woman of the day today. Thank you, Regina. So thank you for listening in. This is Victoria Schneps for Power Women. See you next time. Mm -hmm.